right after Halloween. It was weird doing this right after Halloween. All right, I admit that. But well, you can't better, control it. Yes, the it's better. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's better than. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys days. think would have been yeah. better? Would it have been better to release this on election day or the day before election day? Tell you nobody would have listened to it on election day because everyone's watching the news. And you know, I'm I'm watching the Joe Rogan live special on election day. Okay, Dude. so definitely wouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but what I was trying to say, what I was trying to say earlier is, uh-huh. I also think that this is um, our only chance to really like talk about something like this. And uh, we were talking earlier how, talking about politics, Mark, well, first of all, you guys should introduce yourselves, but talking about politics is actually taboo. That's why I was a little worried about this episode, but I do think that it's beneficial. And the reason I wanted to do it is because a lot of people, conservative and liberal, I think are arguing way too emotionally on social media. Way too, and I think it's people should look at it a little bit more logically. A lot of it is, yeah. Logically. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys don't mind introducing yourselves, you want to start off with you. Are, people we, know are you. we filming right now? I think, yeah. are we? 30, I was just, 30 hit play. Look at that. They, they, I, just, I just go and they just start and going. So go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, ladies first. Yeah, ladies first. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh. Um, hi, I'm Angel Rasmussen. Okay, tell us some background. Oh, uh, background. Uh, political leaning background, yeah. I would consider myself a progressive. Uh, so I guess if I have to put myself in a camp, I'd lean more liberal, democratic. Okay. So That was very straightforward. <laughs> May I ask why? Yeah. You yeah. go ahead. Uh, why I'm progressive? Yeah. Why do you- uh, so I'm very, I go based off of policy. So um, I think there's a lot of things that need to be done in this country in order to make it a better place. And I just more so align with, you know, the progressives' ideology. Um, support things like universal health care, support things like um, college tuition free, uh, you know, things that pretty much are on that side of the spectrum. Okay. Yeah. What about you, boss? Great. Uh, my name is Mark Anthony Posner. Um, I worked I, with your sister, by the way, at Border Girl. You worked with her? Yeah, a while ago. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> you're, so you're Bree's brother. B, but yeah. Okay, okay. Yep. I'm one of four, three older sisters. Okay, yeah. Um, Big family. Yep, I, I'm more conservative. In fact, I'm like almost like 95% fully conservative. Okay. Uh, but it's funny, my household is, is very split. I got two sisters and a mom. And a grandma that are very, very liberal. Yeah, I would imagine. And I got one sister and another grandma and a dad that are not very liberal. So we're very split up. So it's a, it's like a it's like a, a daily argument in my house talking keeps about something exciting. that's on the news. Right. It like keeps it exciting. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. Very exciting. What's up guys that are watching? Uh, oh, check Lord. out Episode three. Oh, he loves. It. <laughs> I, had to, I had to throw it out ahead. there. I was on episode three of this podcast. Uh, my name is Jake Gallen. Um, host my own podcast out here. Got to throw that plug in there as well. Yeah, sorry, of sorry, go guys. Ahead. No, no, go ahead. As far as political affiliations, I would say I'm more moderate left. Um, I grew up in a Democratic family. Uh, more so recently in the pandemic, um, I've considered myself a political observer. I've came a little bit more towards the middle. But my focus is really on the degrading financial system of what's called the dollar. So I think the way to fix inequality in a lot of things is through decentralized systems like Bitcoin. And I would consider myself a little bit more progressive and that we do need to change a lot of things in society in order to like advance. Like what? Both of you guys said that. Like what? Progressive? What would you guys change in society? Yeah. Um, I do believe in some sort of social safety net. 
um, either something more on the lines of like Andrew Yang, where it's like a monthly stipend or medic yeah. Medicare for all. I think we need one, not both. But in order to, if we can instill that into society, then I think that gives people a lot of freedom and flexibility to better society and advance it forward and would therefore propel capitalism and what capitalism does best, which is creates innovation. Because if you don't have to worry about things like where you're gonna get your food the next day, or if you break your leg, you're gonna go into debt for the rest of your life. So if you take these worries away, then you give people freedom to be who the, you know who they really are and able to innovate, which is what capitalism provides best. And what are the costs of that? If I may ask, how do we get there? Like to what you guys said. So that's the, that's the big debate right now, right? With Andrew Yang, he wanted to tax companies and he wanted to put either for tech, he wanted to do an autom automation tax based off of robots because you're replacing human capital with electronic robots. So you're displacing jobs. So the, the tech companies should be taxed on that rate, which is something I do fall in line with. Okay, so I'm going to start off with this then. Um, I do want to get through these subjects is taxes. I think that's um, probably the pri one of the biggest debates because that's where people have the most invested in of their daily lives and is the tax rate. So I'm going to start with you, Angel, if, then I'll go with you, Mark. What do you think of lowering corporate taxes or, I mean, in increasing corporate taxes, Biden's plans to increase taxes? What do you think of that? What's your opinion on that in general? Um, I agree. Well, actually, it's sad. Most of these companies, even American companies, actually, they pay less in taxes in our own country than they pay in other countries, like Sweden, like Norway, like Denmark. They pay less here, even though they're American companies. How is that patriotic? You're started in America. You're going to give less back to our government that, you know, can go into these different programs that can help people. And yeah, I just, I definitely support it. Um, Trump's tax, cut, tax cuts mostly benefited the top 1%. Um, he lowered capital gains tax. Uh, he lowered the corporate rate tax. So I'm glad that like all these middle class and working class Americans are all like, he cut our taxes. And I'm like, he didn't really cut your taxes. He cut taxes for like himself and his friends, so. Go ahead, you wanna that, Yeah, that, that's where I disagree. Uh, he did cut taxes for him and all of his friends, but he truly did cut taxes for all of working America. That's why mm -hmm. most of the, the working class people that you see from, I mean, a lot of them are from little towns that never even voted before. No one even knew they existed. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of his support because he's saving them all money with their taxes. On top of that, you mentioned the taxes from, uh, or Americans are paying less taxes here than other countries. Well, mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be better for other countries to pay higher taxes here so that Americans could have lower taxes and it would benefit every American as a whole? On top of that, with the, with the universal health care thing, um, I'm not completely opposed to, to free health care. In fact, I think free health care is a good great. thing. You yeah, know, without a doubt, it's a good thing. Right. But when you want to give health care to every single illegal immigrant in America, so you're going to take more money from the working person and you're going to pay for people who aren't even citizens of our country to use it. May I, you know, may I quickly interject yeah. here, though? Wouldn't you argue, though, that a lot of these uh, immigrants, these illegal Americans, they also work very hard for us, and they, well, like, landscape, like the Latino community, like landscaping, like construction work, that's not an easy job, and they do supply us in those areas. Wouldn't you say so? Yes, but I would also say that we have a system to get here legally, to get your paperwork Facts. legally. Um and they, it, it's really at everyone's disposal. Yeah, it, it's difficult to, you know, for some people to get it, and it, it could be a little easier. But like Trump wants to do, he wants to make it a merit-based 
situation. So that, you know, if you've been in our country for years, you're established here, you've been working, you have a landscape company or whatever that whatever you're doing, um, you know, if you have no criminal record or at least, you know, I mean, if you got arrested for pot or something, I'm sure that will be a big deal. But, like, a lot of people have criminal records and there's no reason for them to stay here and get, you know, use our tax dollar to pay for their help. Right. Um, well, honestly, actually, Obama technically deported more illegal uh, immigrants in this country than Trump has even deported. Um, that's just that's like, facts. That's, that's yeah, true. That is true. Right? Yeah, that's just that's just statistics. That's um, why it's funny how the biggest, you know, one of the biggest arguments is Trump's a racist who wants to deport everyone. That's illegal. Mm -hmm. But again, that was that was really a bigger Democrat thing up until recently. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that's a big divide between our two parties. And I think there's a lot of misinformation on both sides. You know, it's like Trump wants to build a wall. And a lot of Democrats are like, we don't we don't want to build a wall. Um, it's not because we're like, yeah, let's just let everyone in like a free pass. It's because most people are here illegally from overstaying their legal work visas. They're not here illegally from crossing the southern border. So if you want to tackle illegal immigration, Building a wall seems counterintuitive when most of them aren't coming here that way to is begin with. Is that true? Is really most mm -hmm. of our legal immigrations? Yeah, it's from overstaying their legal work visas and not renewing them. There's several that are here like that, um, not overstaying their about, visas. It's about two thirds. But there's also several that do come and hop the border, and so. Oh yeah, and and I'm not saying that there's none that do that. The of reason, course there are. The reason I think the wall is beneficial. It's a lot of desert. If you ever been to the the border, it's just mm -hmm. all desert. Mm -hmm. So if there's just one straight wall going all the way down. Isn't it easier for a helicopter to just go back and forth on that one wall? Because you're going to see whoever's hopping it, then, or, I mean, trying to hop it. They're going to figure out a way to get over it if they can. Or under it. Or under it. But you got to keep in mind, a wall that goes up that high also has to go down super low. But that's why blow over. we're maybe saying Trump seems racist with this, this wall <laughs> on the southern border is because, like I said, if you truly care about track tackling legal immigration and two-thirds of the people are here illegally not from crossing the border, it seems counterintuitive that that's how you want to do it. That's what seems racist. I, 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 wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say it's racist. I think it's more, I agree with you, it's counterintuitive and I'll let you go next Jake because you haven't given your opinion on that I feel bad but <laughs> no no I kind of so I'm observing my only thing with the with I wouldn't go so far to say it's racist but it's just like I do think it's like a waste of an effort do we need that wall is that a necessity do you guys think I don't, I don't think I don't that's think, my only thing with the, that's my so, one thing so with that I wall. think I, that I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I actually, funny, we got on this topic. I actually talked with a Border Patrol agent for my podcast I wasn't able to release. Dude, you were a great promoter, yeah. bro. Was, was, like, not, was, not, was not able to release the episode. But there is actually two walls at the border right now of, var of varying size. But he was telling me that there's a point in the wall where there's like an open area and that's where everyone, all, all the <laughs> illegal the just make a run for it. But he, they do capture the most, for the most part, the majority of the people that end up crossing, they do capture. So it's not like people are coming in just free at will. They, the border patrol agents are very good at their job now. He did say a higher wall would help them because it's only about 15 or 20 feet high right now. So they are able to get over, and when they do jump over, they are usually sustaining injuries because they're falling from a far height, so they're able to capture them. Putting a wall there just makes it pretty much obsolete for them to even attempt to come over at the wall. But spending you know, tens of billions of dollars, as Trump would say, on a wall that's only going to capture maybe 10 to 20 percent more people is just not an effective way to, to use money. I agree. One thing I will give Trump, way. though, 
I didn't think he would follow through on it. Like, and he actually built a wall. And Trump, like, Trump's, Trump's, main, yeah. Trump's main staple is that he wants to cut Next government spending, <laughs> but this would be one of the most highly spent projects. I agree. I, I kind of agree. For, for infrastructure and national security. And I want to go back to the taxes because this is what it was piggy based off of. Um, now, the big debate, honestly, besides raising, before we get to Biden's tax plan, because I do want to tackle that, is corporate, the corporate tax rate. Angel, you mentioned earlier it's like historically low with Trump under office. Mm -hmm. I'll give you the floor first. What do you, yeah? What do you think about that? Do you think we should raise the corporate tax rate and why? How does that benefit our society? Um, absolutely, because people, you know, it's that whole thing. Like any of Bernie's policies or progressive policies, usually the first thing asked from the other side is, "Well, how are you going to pay for it?" That's always the first question. How are you going to pay for it? It's a fair question, though, wouldn't you say so? Right, of course, right. So that's always the first question. We can pay for it if we tax corporations the way that we should. Corporations shouldn't pay less in taxes than I do. Okay. That's ridiculous to me. Why is, I get, you know, the whole collect, you know, saying, okay, Amazon lost money for this many years. So, you know, okay, maybe you pay a little less in federal taxes. But the fact that these massive corporations like Amazon, that's profiting billions of dollars, who is the wealthiest man in the world, is paying zero dollars in federal taxes. That's not beneficial to anybody. If you have, if you hire these tax rates, same with capital gains, you hire these tax rates, then you can put it into things that will benefit all Americans. You can put it into things like college free tuition. You can put it into things like universal health care you can put it into things like child care all you know I don't know all these things that would in my opinion personally make our country better okay I'm gonna and we're gonna tackle all, I want to talk about college free tuition a little later what's your opinion yeah. on the corporate tax rate um, the corporate tax rate for I, I don't know why where you think Amazon's paying zero dollars in taxes in federal taxes they paid zero dollars last few years is, is that like a fact I think mm-hmm. I, it I is a to, fact I think they paid very little it's actually like a lot of corporations yeah it's like eighty two percent actually of like the Fortune five hundred companies paid zero dollars in federal taxes before you go on though I, before you go on wouldn't this my question to both of you is mm-hmm. and you Jake wouldn't this as bad as I agree with you it sounds illogical that a company like that has this much money. And I, that's very bad, but doesn't that help the entrepreneurial spirit in this country? Doesn't that really drive capitalism forward by the, lowering the corporate tax rate? It definitely does. And for companies like Amazon, sure, they should definitely pay some taxes. But you also right. got to keep in that's mind, fair. currently with the, with the coronavirus going on as well, a lot of companies, corporations, I mean, even the, look at the stock market right now, it took a hit, and those are all big corporations. So there's a lot of rebuilding to do now to get companies back to where they need to be. And I think we could charge other countries more for you know for our trade which would save our american corporations a lot more money which you know actually i don't even disagree with you on the sense of like making other countries be taxed higher for our our goods our services i actually totally support you with that i don't disagree with that at all um i guess for me it just seems counterintuitive that these american countries that's supposed to be patriotic that it's like okay you created this company in america but now you're outsourcing to all these other countries and paying these workers pennies because you can and you're paying as little in taxes here and you're paying more money trump paid more money in taxes in china than he did to america he paid 750 dollars in federal taxes he paid more money into taxes in china even though he's all against China and attacking China, how does that make any sense to me? It's just very... They say he paid 750, but he's saying it was a a processing fee. You know, again, Mm -hmm. he hasn't released released his taxes yet, which I I hope he does too soon. He Um, does? You said you hope he does? Yeah. Why? I would say I hope he doesn't until after the election. I would say hide that as... Look, he's not going to release them before (laughs) Tuesday. 
Okay, that's what I'm saying. There's like, no chance in the world he's going to release it by Tuesday. He's probably not going to release him. He Co- will not release it. Well, don't you think him. he's trying to hide something is the whole reason why you haven't released well, your Well, I mean, taxes? we're talking about hiding stuff. We're going to talk about hiding stuff on both sides. Well, well before we get to of that, because I know where you're going to go with that. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, will get, we will go there. Cause we will t- but I will say my personal opinion, on, and I was talking with you earlier, Angel, is huh, I think that he's all billionaires like Jeff Bezos, Trump, hide their, I think they don't pay taxes. It's a, it's a rule amongst the rich. Like, it's an advantage they take advantage of. I think that mm-hmm. it's it's more he's not releasing it more so because of the public shame. They'll they'll oh you didn't pay taxes, you're the president. I don't think he has any business. Like do you th- sincerely believe he's doing some shady shit in China? I think he has just businesses I, in China. I think he's afraid of seeing or he's afraid to show some of the co-signers that are on his loans which are therefore tied to his tax returns because he does have a lot of outstanding debt. I think recently they showed it was like 2 around 2 billion dollars. And his wealth is like in the one billion range, which is okay because people who make a lot of money, you go into debt purposely in order to fund your your future right. endeavors because of it. Yeah. But releasing those tax returns shows who he was doing previously business with, and then it could become a conflict of interest. And I, okay, see, I can agree with that. There, that sounds logical. I, my only point when we talk about these taxes, I don't think that it, it defines his characters, these taxes. I think people are trying to make it he's seem just like he's ex- he, He's exploiting the loopholes. Yes, There's that's all, all it is There is it, always going to be loopholes in the that's tax it. system. If you were a billionaire businessman and you had loopholes in your taxes, that's, would we, wouldn't, I would do it. Well, and, and, the ta- and the tax loopholes change Everybody based would. off of whoever's president. Or Republican. Too. Angel wouldn't. You think that the Clintons aren't Using the limpole. Limp oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no that's a different story. You know? This is this is my problem though. Why is it we pat rich people on the back for evading taxes, but then it's we shame p- poor people or immigrants for not paying taxes? What what is that's a that's a crazy disparity to me. Like shaming one group for doing the same thing as another group. Like what? So they're rich, so good for them because they're cheating the system and they're doing it well with they're doing it well for for profits for their for their own. Enrichment? How I agree that? with you there. I, I agree with you there. I think for me, it's more so. This is the problem with these taxes. Like everything, everything the Democrats say, in my opinion, sounds very good. I do think like universal health care is a must, and I think we get there by raising taxes. I just think sometimes the way things they are gone about, it's a little bit. It's how we just how don't do you know. It's catastrophic. Taxes. You know exactly. Right. There has to be a strategy to getting to these goals. Like I agree, universal health care sounds great. We both agreed on that. But I also right. think if before we just but privatized healthcare yes. should also still be a thing as well. I agree. Mm-hmm. The That's choice. the public option. That's something that Joe Biden was talking about. Yeah, the, Joe Biden supports <clears throat> public options that's my, as that's, well as keeping private insurance in place. So here's here's so back to that. Wouldn't these? So we're going to transition into healthcare. Wouldn't these? What do you guys think of this Joe Biden's healthcare plan? Uh, it ties into his tax plan, first of all. Do you think that it's a necessity to have, as Trump called it, socialized? He said it's socialized medicine. That's what that's what Medicare for all is, is socialized yes. medicine. It's where everyone can... Good. Well, oh, my bad. I'm going to give him the fine. floor for this. <laughs> you're cut off. My, I, I really didn't mean to cut you Muted. off. Muted. <laughs> 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 so we're going to mute your no, mic. I, I, I felt bad, honestly. I'm so sorry. Go ahead, Mark. Um, the socialized health and socialized medicine, it, just, it would cost... American people way too much money for that to happen. The thing what that people aren't listening to is Trump. His plan is is a little you know, not straightforward quite yet. But some of his biggest things. I'm just gonna say what is his plan. Well, <laughs> some of his biggest things is one he wants to do. Um, and I forgot the word. Um, 
what's the general idea about behind it? Pills that are a name brand. Uh, Generic. Oh, he wants yeah, to do yeah. all the all the generic generic medicine, which the big big pharmacy companies they hate him for that. Yeah. Um, that I don't understand why mm-hmm. this isn't a, a bipartisan solution. What if you could have cheaper medicine, you know? And this goes back to your corporations, the big the big farm corporation. They're probably paying zero taxes also, yeah. and they're making so much money. Also something I disagree with. <laughs> yeah, Trump did. And they're probably making so much yeah. money selling you mm-hmm. name brand like morphine yeah. and stuff. Yeah, they're charging when, you six hundred dollars for insulin. It costs six dollars to make, and they're really? paying, and they're paying right. no, they're paying no and money so, in taxes. And so, what Trump wants yeah. to do is he it's wants disgusting. to use generic pills, generic medication to lower that cost for all mm. the Americans. That's one thing. On top of that, he wants um, yeah. he wants it to be. Transparent with uh, with with they everything should. with they everything sh- that they're charging whatnot. They want yeah. to go on a website quick. Yeah. This is what I'm gonna get. This is what I'm gonna pay. What? I actually agree with that. Like short term solutions is lowering costs. That is definitely something that should happen because right now. People are paying all different prices for any different medical procedure, for any different drugs, just based on what their insurance is, what they mm-hmm. cover, where they go. It's such a, even doctors can't even understand. Like, that's why we have so much administrative bloat in the health insurance company. We're paying all these administrators because all they literally do is sit and read codes every day to figure out how much to charge each different patient. It's insanity. So, yeah, we sh- it should be completely transparent to the people. Everything should be listed out. This is what these drugs cost are between this company this company this company and then there's none of this like behind the scenes bullshit where no one even knows the cost of anything in this country anymore whether right. it be a surgery a procedure or drug prices so. yeah and tr- trump's actually already started that he signed a I think it was yeah. like four executive orders uh, within a few months ago and he limited the mm-hmm. the ceiling on insulin pricing and i believe yeah. there was a few other drugs in there as well but once you get into to public health care and you talk about like bloated administrative fees when you yeah. go into public health care those administrative fees are just going to blow even further because the way that government spends money or the effectiveness of the way that government spends money it's terrible absolutely terrible so much wasted money across the board so this is why i think you have to keep private the private sector and the private medicine because the the optimization of money is pretty effective even though it may seem like it's pretty extenuating with a lot of wasted right. money but right. when the once the government gets involved in handling things as we've seen things like recent yeah, yeah as we've seen <laughs> things with recently when with like the ppp loan program right like all of the fraud that's just happened with that like yep. it's just going to be only more exacerbated when once the public is completely socializing it. So I think there has to be some sort of happy mixed medium, and that's kind of what Joe Biden advocates for. But, right. So go ahead. What, do you have it? Something no, to say no. that? Do you Hats think off. that it sounds like both of you, though, it sounds like both of you guys uh, kind of agree with both. Like you, you both recognize that both parties are doing good things yeah. on this. Mm-hmm. So, so Trump's, as you yeah. said, is lowering the cost. And that's a problem. That's what we were saying earlier before we started. All the hatred towards both sides is all, <clears throat> excuse me, just all yeah. emotional. emotional nonsense. Right. And it's sad that it's like, I don't, I don't like Trump. I don't like Trump at all. Be, yeah, um, but I can admit when he does something right. I'm not going to sit here and act like everything the right has ever done is bad and everything the left has ever done is good because that's just not the way the world works. Right. So I think we need to get better at recognizing the common ground that we all do have with one another and, you know, realizing, like, okay, if we can at least admit, like, 
like even you being like, okay, I, I recognize that everyone should have healthcare. That's yeah. fair. Like we need to focus. We do. We, do. we need to focus yeah. on the things that we agree on and then figure out how we best can get there together now that we're in agreement on some things. And so, so this, what you were saying is the universal healthcare though would, our tax rate would go through, would raise significantly. Skyrocket. Right? Because you got to pay for it. Not and not that's not the only thing which we're gonna get into the I want to talk before we get into the circumference of Biden's tax plan, uh, the oil industry last debate if you guys watched it I think mm -hmm. Trump made a move to try and get put Biden back him in a corner and when he said and Biden said the exact thing that's gonna that, bury that, him within well will within it the that's, we don't know if it's gonna bury well, the him the thing is Biden said on several occasions we're gonna end fracking you know we're gonna end oil do all that but then. When it came down to the what's fracking? Can you what is fracking? Can you guys explain? It's like the process of, exclu of excluding natural gases from. It's rocks, basically right? when they take those yeah. like huge pipes and they drill it into the earth, and then it brings up a lot of methane and. Different so it's bad for our environment, but good for our oil. Terrible, industry. terrible for yeah. the environment. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. It's one of the biggest <laughs> contributors to climate change. But yeah. would but it, the thing is, ahead. he needs to pick a stance on it because on several occasions he said he's going to end it. Then at the debate, he said he wasn't going to end it, and then Trump finally backed him in the corner with the oil thing, where he said. Yeah. Oh, that's a big statement. Well, <laughs> oh, that's a big. He made a point to say that out loud. I remember that. It, it's because Biden has being on the left and how Trump's also entertaining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is. Yeah, a political comedian. It's because Biden is backed in a corner because the left becomes more socialist and the Green New Deal is supported by AOC, Bernie, and a lot of that area. And Biden historically is pretty moderate, so he yeah. can't. And a lot of his allies are within the oil industries as you've seen through his 47 year career so if he takes a stance with them then he's basically losing all of his voters on the left but if he goes against them then he's losing his power and allies within the oil industry. i have a question for you two and you honestly because we you guys just mentioned though that it's bad for the environment but didn't didn't he say that he wants to make a change into solar wind biden right he wants to what is he, he has a plan where he wants to build will across the, green the country he wants to transform but isn't, every home and building into essentially a green home okay and before we okay that's interesting so what are the repercussions of that a that, lot of money that number one it wouldn't the he windmills he wants to build plans but we're, how are we going to pay for all of these great plans yes we could raise our corporate tax but even still, you know, we need a lot of money for everything he wants to do. He wants to give health care to every American and every illegal, and he wants to green, uh, I don't know, what, whatever the right it's called. Is. The, they call it the green. The green wave. Yeah. He, he, want, he wants to turn every single already existing building at home into a green home. I mean, this is, that's a lot of money. I think it's like um, his plan is along the lines of like he wants us to be more. Um, renewable energy reliant by 2050 yeah it's more energy efficient yeah i want to touch back to uh biden's tax plan and before we the oil industry um so biden said and i'm unsure if he really means this he wants to transition out of the oil industry into natural gas which is what you said mm -hmm. that most countries are doing um number one i'm gonna start with you angel yeah. what do you think of that do you think we should transition into natural gas and do you think uh it's worth it the way he's going about it um I do think it's worth it because while, you know, the right will say, okay, it's going to cost us so much money. Obviously, we're going to lose jobs in the fossil fuel and the coal industry. Completely don't disagree with that. This is true. At first, is it going to cost a lot of money up front? Absolutely. But you have to look down the road in the long run because if we continue on the path that we're on, if we continue to do destroy our environment, destroy climate, 
that's already costing us money. California's on fire, like every other day. Hurricanes, all these different natural disasters are happening more often, more frequently, and scientists are literally telling us it's because of these changes in climate. So people are already gonna need to relocate their homes, Shore levels are rising. We're gonna literally start losing our coast. It's going to San cost, Diego. Yeah, it's going to cost us money if we continue down this path. So yeah, we're gonna need to take a hit. We're going to need to invest into our future. But I like a thousand percent think it's worth and the that's, investment. Okay, so that's why I want to actually question you is, well, we can both agree that it's a necessary sacrifice off rip right at right. the beginning. Right. And while I agree with everything you just said, it sounds right. great. Is it worth it? We're one country out of many. And I know we're the lead country on this planet, but I'm saying, does it weaken our global standing to immediately, like, we're going, China's projected to surpass us by, in GDP by 2025, correct? Um, mm -hmm. That's true. Is yeah. that, is that, yeah. yeah. That is. I can yeah. see that. Mm -hmm. Spin some facts. No, 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 but. see that being true. No, but doesn't it yeah. weaken, are you comfortable with our global standing? The oil industry is a big part of our economic power globally. Are you comfortable with running away from that and maybe weakening our global standing? I mean, to me, right now, America is supposed to be like the leaders of the world, right? Like yeah. we're supposed to be the ones that set examples. Exactly. Um, yeah, to me, saving our planet and in, in turn also saving people is more important to okay. me than competing globally with China. Okay. I can also go back and argue, okay, well, if we care so much about competing globally with China, why don't we invest into our young, bright minds? You just made me look like a dick. Sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry no, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make no, you no, look like ahead, a dick. Go ahead, go ahead. But I'm like, okay, if we're, if we're going to argue now, like, what's more important, like, competing globally with China, why, unlike most other developed countries, don't we invest into our young, bright minds and pay for their college tuition? If we want to compete globally, we need intelligent people. We need educated right. people. So why don't we invest into our people and make sure that they get the education that they need without also strapping them with thousands of dollars of debt. That doesn't make any sense. Invest into invest into ourselves. Do you think college <laughs> is the right answer for that? Do you think do you think college is the right answer to educate our people? Cuz my my one argument is I agree. Uh, I even said this police officers should probably have a four-year degree instead of coming out of high school cuz then any bum out of high school right. could just go to the academy. Or even just like um, longer training. Like how long yeah. the police or, officers yeah. have to train? Yeah, if Better you know maybe if you have at least an, right now they need an associate's degree is that no, even a you don't need don't? shit yeah so maybe even if you just changed it to like okay police need like an associate's degree and then maybe they have a more rigorous long training once you're in that role in that position i feel like that would be you know a better way to go about i don't know it. if an associate's degree is the right move because a lot of people can't really afford to go to college i know that's what you're saying you want to invest for people to go to college right. but that's not going to make people want to go still um, no, but it's giving it, – I guarantee more people and, go if it's free. Uh, but, yes, but when it comes to being a police, you're dedicating your life to going out and essentially protecting correct, 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 correct. all of our people. Facts, yes. Um, you don't necessarily need to go learn how to do Econ 261 to go to know how to be a cop. No, but learning Econ 261 makes you more self-aware in these situations. Your mind is stronger. You're more mentally composed. You, you are just a more intelligent – person that's why when you're in these situations you're more likely to make a rational move that's where right I well i mean econ 261 i don't think would have really helped with the I rational know, move econ, but yeah um i mean if they want to if right. if you want to do you know year long or two year long training specifically for police right. officers maybe uh maybe a big a big focus on taking psychology classes yeah yeah, yeah so no, no, I, was I was gonna mention that you know <laughs> Psychology, I'm a hospitality major. Yeah. My favorite class I took during my entire college career was Psych 101. I'm a psychology major. Okay, so I, just, I, <laughs> yeah. I love, you know, 
understanding yeah. people. Yeah. So I think there could be a lot more training for that, but do I think a cop needs a four-year degree but a two-year degree in, I mean, anything, I guess, besides criminal justice? Right. <laughs> do you think, tying back to the situation at hand, do you think that, uh, do you think that we should stay and emphasize the oil industry? Or do you think we should? Yeah, how do we go from oil to cops? No, I was staying. I was staying at oil. I brought it back to oil. I actually am proud of myself for bringing Rewind. it back. I'm actually proud of myself for bringing it back. Yeah. I was. I was trying. We were getting a little bit off topic. I was going to ask you to rebuttal to what Angel said. Like, do you agree with that? Do you think we should transition to natural gas or stay in the oil industry? Right? I don't think it's bad to transition towards natural gas. Just to, you know, to definitely to help out our planet. Um, but I, I think what Biden is talking. Here's my issue with Biden. It's just like Trump said, he's playing mm -hmm. basic politician. He doesn't want to give a straight answer. That's why he's kind of backed him into that corner. It's like you said earlier, mm -hmm. Biden doesn't want to say, you know, I'm out of oil because he has a lot of influence in the oil community. You know, but that's also one of his biggest bases for the for the for like the further left, definitely the ones that you know, the people like are really like like a main focus on climate change. He's trying to entertain everybody, but that's why I'm not a fan of him because like Trump said, for 47 years, he's been talking about doing all this great stuff, but he hasn't really done any of this great stuff that he's been talking about doing. I mean, he was you know? just one senator. He wasn't like the president of the United he States. He was vice There's... president of the United States. Well, yeah, but him and Obama had made a lot of progression, actually, towards renewables. They, you know, it was Trump that got out of the Paris Climate Agreement. It was Trump that rolled back all these different regulations on corporations and companies. So he's he's destroyed he's completely going backwards in time from what that administration was already putting in place to try and yeah. combat yeah, I, I do want to add too well, with with the oil companies uh, to be known that a lot of these oil companies have actually started transitioning to renewable energies a lot of them actually rebrand as exxon energy not exxon oil and america doesn't even have a stranglehold on the oil industry they're not part of opec they're not part of the the ruling countries that govern the supply of oil. That's why you saw negative oil rates. They're literally, we're paying you $30 to take a, a barrel of oil. So a lot of these oil companies- How do you know that? That's crazy. I told that you, you finance- That's impressive. Yeah. Really? Paying attention, I, yeah. I so, so a lot of these oil companies, it's not that they're not even looking at renewable sources because they are doing it. They have branched out into nuclear energy and a lot of these other things. It's that they're trying to extract the last dollars remaining before the world finally and their company turns a corner to renewable sources. So it's, they're more so trying to penny pinch the earth and therefore is hurting our global climate, which is therefore could be one of the reasons that humanity ceases to exist in the future. I don't think our humanity is gonna to cease to exist from our current oil standing. Um, you said Obama had put a lot of stuff in, in place, yeah. but, and you're saying Trump pulled him back. Yeah, that, that, he did go against, he reverted with Obama. Yeah, he, right. did, yeah. he, he repealed all those regulations. I understand that, but the thing is, some of them were, were it's kind of like it's kind of like they're trying to ask for a too quick transition on something that we've been doing for so long that brings in so much money to our country and to into those to, to so our I think that's country the issue between the sides. you know and so again trump's not the, the big bad you know let me kill the world but i mean he talks about clean coal like what is that it's <laughs> <laughs> not a thing i don't know what clean coal is <laughs> it's, it's, it doesn't exist <laughs> um but like you said companies are already transitioning themselves into it. Essentially, when Trump repealed it, all he did was give those big corporate, those big uh, oil companies uh, a chance to squeeze out the last of the money they can while helping the economy 
get back to where it needed to be because sorry before the before the COVID hit, if you guys don't recall, our economy was better than it's ever been. On, uh, on what, what actually, metric? On what? What, about, what is your rating metric? That's of perfect it. that you said that. You segued into this. <laughs> what? What metric? And then <laughs> I want to, because I know Angel's gonna rebuttal. She said this. I said the same thing. And she shitted on me earlier. So, uh, what, what do you oh, think? Oh, I'm excited to get shot on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Some people are into it. Yeah. Go, go, go ahead. You know me too well. I don't want to well. meet those people. <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead. What do you think about? Um, oh, I forgot what. What were we talking about? Oh yeah. What did Jake say again? Uh, he was talking about how the best economy we've ever had. I, I yes. asked him, what's, I your asked metric, what's your metric for measuring that economy? Well, for one, the stock market was higher than ever before. The, uh, the Dow was up. <laughs> the unemployment was low, super duper low for everybody of all colors, you know. Um, and then African American unemployment was the lowest it's ever been. African unemployment, African American unemployment, uh, Latino unemployment, all unemployment was low. He was creating job after job after job. Um, He's bringing back our manufacturing. He, again, with China, they took some, you mentioned it earlier, how companies are outsourcing to other places, paying pennies on the dollar and still not paying taxes. Well, he's bringing all that back. And he was doing such a good job with the dude when the COVID hit. And uh, he actually really didn't bring that many manufacturing jobs back to the US. Like I'm from, I'm from the Midwest, so I'm from Wisconsin. And a lot she of said, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, go pack I'm a Packers fan. Oh, look, okay, see, yeah. there's a lot of us around. All right. What the fuck? Yeah, So a lot of why the Midwest, and they call it flyover country, voted for Trump was because he had a very populist message that talked to them about how um, they felt like D.C. left them behind. Politicians didn't care about what they were going through. A lot of what it was was these good-paying manufacturing factory jobs that were great for their economy left and went to Mexico, went to China, went to all these other places and it completely decimated the Midwest. Mm -hmm. And Trump was the only one that was talking about that. He was the only one that was talking about NAFTA, that was talking about all these horrible trade deals and this globalization of the economy that completely destroyed the Midwest. But even now, like General Motors, I think they only had like 4,000 jobs left. And even though they got all these tax breaks, which, right, okay, so you got all these tax breaks, right, from our president, invest that back into more good paying jobs. You know what they still did instead? They ended those last 4,000 jobs and then they fucking moved over to China. So he really, and that's why a lot of the Midwest, they're not going to go red again for Trump because he didn't, he didn't do what he said he was going to do as far as bringing back manufacturing. But the problem is you, there, it's too late for it. You can't, you can't, you can't bring those jobs back. They're not going to come back. So you have to find a different yes, way will. to go about it. Like UBI, like other why? sources. They will come back because when that happened, just like he said, if they want to start doing drills with, with America, they're going to get taxed up the ass for leaving us, for going to China. And so that's the whole, that's the whole point. Bringing our production back. You're either going to work with us or you're going to get taxed up the ass. You know, until until you bring, bring bring back our American jobs. I think we need to accept that, like manufacturing and like that whole kind of industry is, it's not going to be by people anymore. Unfortunately, it's it's where tech is going. It's going to be machines. It's going to be mm -hmm. robots. Those jobs aren't coming back. It's going to be replaced by automation, which is why Andrew Yang was someone I loved and adored because he's so forward thinking in that. He's like, we're going to continue to lose a lot of paying American jobs. And we need to find a way to deal with that fallout, which is why he supported UBI. He's like, we need to tax these companies that are getting rid of these jobs because we need to find a way to deal with this fallout and make sure Americans 
don't like pretty much fall into poverty. And COVID is just an accelerant towards that. Yeah. You see, with everything going remote and digital, you're yeah, just basically yeah. yeah, you're you're, cut, you're cutting out even more of the human capital that we already have. So it's that's why I, I supported things of like taxing yeah. the automotive robots that are replacing these humans to to yep. find a source and instead of just you know increasing the corporate rate you can find these different areas that actually need taxing instead of just putting an overarching tax on it which creates a lot of negative stigma towards whatever politician is trying to enact that policy but right. i do i do want to go back a little bit if i can and talk about using the the stock market That's as a, as a, as a met as a metric of how a country is doing more specifically US and you had mentioned the Dow the Dow is the top 5 companies in the United States or top 30 depending on which one you're using when these companies are they are artificially inflating the stock market by issuing stock buybacks continuously over and over and over and over and how we found out that this was actually happening is through covid when we had to bail out all of the corporations because the airlines only had a they had a 90% deficit in their cash reserves and a lot of these other companies so basically what they're doing is they're artificially raising the stock price and they have no money left over so that's why the shit hit the fan and we had to print 250 billion dollars to ba bail out all of these corporations who were part of the dow stock market so it's not a good metric because you were only rating these these corporations in terms of how the economy is doing and yes they do house a lot of employees i think amazon actually hired 250 thousand employees over the last six months which you know is amazing and that's why i think they do deserve some sort of tax break because they are providing a lot of necessity and a con like health insurance and everything that comes part of your worker compensation package but using the stock market as a metric because when these situations happen and we're printing money now it's being artificially inflated more, so it's it's just not a good way to to but rate that metric. But he said two things. He also said he stock said market and, and unemployment. Said unemployment. So what unemployment. Yeah, I do agree. I, I mean, when Obama left office, I believe it was around five percent, and I know to get from from five percent to three percent or whatever the actual number is is much tougher than going down from ten to five because. There's always going to be unemployment based off of if people want to work or whatever their situation is. So I can right. give Trump props that that is tougher to get down once you be, get down to the nitty gritty of the numbers. So I do give him props of getting that down based off of whatever policies he enacted and maybe those jobs were created because of his corporate tax cuts and maybe they did provide more jobs. But it is something that we're going to have to deal with now with COVID because unemployment's at all-time highs and that's not necessarily trump's fault but yeah you, you're gonna Angel, have... you guys both said that uh that trump inherited this kind of you guys both kind of made it as a thing that trump the economy economy was already on the uptrend yeah. so do you guys think that basically what you guys are you trying to say that what he said about trump helping the economy isn't really trump's fault like he kind of inherited a growing economy um, i think it was harder for obama to take over in a recession at a horrible time and get it back on the right track to where it was at the point where Trump inherited it. I think people don't give him credit for that the way people give credit to Trump in the economy that we had now so before pre-COVID. I have one question to you because I, mm -hmm. I got to, and that sounds like you, you, you might be right there, but I have a question. If Trump didn't do anything, how come 
and correct me if I'm wrong here, how come our economy now after COVID is growing at a rate new, new sources it's, didn't predict? It's exactly what I just said. We printed almost $4 trillion so far, so everything's artificially inflated. What, oh, ha- okay. what happens when you print $4 trillion when your GDP is only $21 trillion? You literally just increase the money supply by 25% almost. Okay, so we're going to feel the repercussions of that later. That's why, yeah, it's why, that's why I'm such a Bitcoin advocate because this is the reason when you're printing th- money like this, that's the biggest... We're devaluing Re- our yeah. dollar. Yeah, you're devaluing. Yeah, yeah. What do you right think of that? What do you right think there, of brother. what Jake just said? Because I agree with That's what Jake put me on. Well, absolutely, yes. Anytime you deflate, where, I'm sorry, inflate, um, you know, print money, you're, of course you're devaluing the dollar. That's... But do you do you think do you think Trump's decision to print all this money was the right decision? It wasn't his decision. He signed off on it. It was Congress and Senate is the one. And what who, do you guys think cre- about that who enacted the plan? You had you had to depending on where the mo- where the money mo- went was, is a different decision. So I want to actually yeah. piggyback off this and go into COVID. That is a big thing. That I'm 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 very curious to see how people are analyzing this. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of how Trump handled this pandemic? That is the most straightforward answer. I, th- I, thought, it, I thought it was the right decision to give power to the states, to the governors. I'm talking from the beginning, shutting down sh- communication with China in February. What it's January he did that. Wasn't it February? No, I believe. I don't know. I need to look it up. It was, okay. de- it was definitely it was February. It was, it was February. Okay, whatever it may be. Yeah, was, I think it was January 21st. Okay. Oh, it might. You might actually be right exactly on that because I remember that date. January twenty first is when he. Mark, I'm going to start with you, and we're going to go all the way around. So go ahead. What do you think of how Trump handled COVID? Because there's a lot of. I think. I think for. What the situation was, I think he handled it perfectly. Um, When he found out about it, in January, that's when he wanted to. That in January is when he made the the uh, the COVID task force. He then shut down China. When he was shutting down China, he was called every sort of name for saying, you know, you can't do that just because you're racist and hate Chinese people. He's like, no, this is where it's coming from. We've got to shut down China. He finally did that. And then afterwards, they said Trump didn't act fast enough. Well, we learned about this thing in late December. Um, that's when he learned about it. Yeah, again, one of the biggest controversies. Why, why was any more open about it, you know? He held on to that information for about a month. That was my he question. did, but 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 essentially, essentially, wouldn't you rather if, if you're the president, right, and you get this new thing in the early stages, and there if there is even slightly a possibility that you can handle it within your inner government without freaking out the American people, you would try to do that first. Yeah, you know, then obviously it just I mean, we all watched it. Coronavirus just went nuts out of nowhere. Then why didn't he do what South Korea did and contact trace everybody that was flying in from China at these early stages and then contact trace that way and then we never would have had this whole entire shutdown that completely destroyed our economy. Well, you can't say that. I mean, you can contact trace, con- contact trace. Contact tra- trace everyone coming in from China, but there's a lot of people on a lot of airplanes yeah. from a lot of people flying in from China. Well, like, kind of, isn't that a little bit unrealistic? And on top of that, that's the, what the, South Korea did, and they literally well, didn't have to shut down. But the like country's we did. also lost. The second, the second you get off that airplane, and then boom, now you got to. How many people are in an airplane? Like 200 people in an airplane? Three, 400, 500. Depends. Wait, what? Yeah, you're, let's you're, you're doubting our like, surveillance <laughs> systems, though. You, they, right, well, they, let's, say, let's just say there's 200 people on an airplane, and they're all flying in from China. Those 200 people all could potentially be carrying this COVID. Now, boom, they're in Las Vegas. Now they go out to the Strip. They're all staying in hotels on the Strip. So now everyone there around there. Oh, no, that's when you contain them. So everybody that should have came in should have been quarantined and tested. And then everyone they were in contact with up until that point should have been tested. I understand that, but it was here before we knew it was here. 
So Trump we, knew for a while, and in February he was I still calling that. it a Democratic hoax. He was literally saying it wasn't Which, real. Uh, well, he was saying that the Democrats made saying, it up no, to was, ruin no, his he economy. He wasn't saying it wasn't real. He was saying that the Democrats are blowing it out of proportion. Or were we? Because there's 200,000 people there. Or I, you know, maybe this was a planned something. I don't know who planned it, but this is very weird. This was a very weird. And you know what? A lot of weird, random stuff happened all within like the last like six months. You're damn right. That's what I think. Do you think? Do you think this came from uh, Level Four Chinese Wuhan uh, laboratory? I do think I, I do. I don't think it was an accident. That's all. I don't know. I'm not gonna comment because it's very. I have don't have the right information. There's no way this was an accident. There's no way this kid ate a bat and then suddenly the world's like, like our technology. Everyone's dying. They've from, been eating bats there for years. Yeah, exactly. From the, from from the logical th things that I've listened to and read is that it did come from a level four lab, but from accident where it could have just. They were testing. They test coronavirus at this lab, which is next to the market that they claimed the bat was eight, which just seems like it's just. But too why big are they a, testing deadly viruses like this? Why? Why? Because they what? need vaccines, and yeah, there's so did, many. They, there's they, so they, many they versions of coronavirus. Yeah. Everybody's had coronavirus at some point in their life. It's just a different strain. They're so talking like not before this all happened. There's 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 tons of different coronavirus strains. This is why that's why I call there this COVID-19. That's why Biden that's what my next question was Biden Biden handled one of those coronavirus strains, didn't he? What? He handled the SARS disease or the disease they had in uh that, that Yeah, Biden, it was Biden it was SARS-CoV-2, yeah. Yeah, it had, or it, COVID they, had SARS. A, they had a similar genetic foundation Yeah, the to swine flu, yeah. It is and coronavirus. Trump, strain. And I want to ask both of you this. Trump said, you guys can say whatever you want about the way I'm handling this pandemic. It's more lethal than that one. But wasn't it is that, lethal. Wasn't that it infection is rate, wasn't the handling of that one people. way worse than this one? To be honest, although that's, it's a circumstantial situation, I don't blame either side for, for well, how it was handled. But I'm asking all three of you, did Biden, for what the Democrats are saying, did Biden... Uh, how, what did you guys think of how Biden handled that disease, Biden-Obama? To be honest, I was too young. I don't really have that much information on it. I don't even remember it happening. I know it was in 2008. I, I don't I, even I remember hearing happened. anything about it. So it's, it's a lot of hearsay. So I, I just okay. really can't provide information on well, it. Here's, I don't know. Here, here was Trump's biggest question about that. Again, we, we were all pretty young when that, when that happened. Yeah. But that was a another giant pandemic. 60 million affected Americans. And there were no... no 60 million across the world. There were, yeah, there's, are there 60 million? There are 60 it was 60 million infections 60 million. across yeah, the world. Fucking stupid, my bad. There's like 325 million. All right, whatever. It could be correct. Not not the point I was getting at. However, whoever it affected. The point is, there was no things put in place in case something like this happened again. So what Trump was saying is you guys dealt with this pandemic before. There actually was. There was a pandemic response team there that was. was disbanded under your your president's administration. Trump created the coronavirus task force. Yeah, because he disbanded the pandemic response and team that, was that Obama and Biden administrated have already put in place. Right, but the thing is now now when this happened, there was a lack of uh, ventilators, masks, all that all that stuff and now do you want to know something we're, we're, we're actually we're, we're actually giving ventilators and masks and all these things to other countries when trump was downplaying that this was even a real thing now and we then are we had a now we are you know so in the very beginning of this like in january february but what we're doing March. now is but now but now happen? we're one of the leading manufacturers of these ventilators so essentially what he did is he took a horrible situation and now has even made it so that he could help other countries and bring in money for america again by manufacturing these ventilators and selling them to other countries and whatever else Okay, so number my question to Angel is, well, why did he sell? Why did he do that? For just some, for money or what? Yeah, he was selling pretty much the highest bidder. I'm going to transition into conspiracy theories. 
in quotation marks because I don't know if they are or not. And that comes with we're going to start with the yes, we're going to start with the allegations against Joe Biden. Angel, you can start. Angel, we're going to start with um, the allegations to Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, um, that he struck deals with China and Ukraine Mm -hmm. uh, and his laptop, supposedly. Okay, Russia as well. What do you think? Do you give any seriousness to this? Do you believe it? Is it plausible? I think it's very interesting that a few months before the election, it's Hunter Biden's laptop and it was Hillary's emails last time. (laughs) So I'm like, ah. Honestly, I haven't looked too much into it because um, I'm I'm already very decided. So nothing that comes out now is going to change. Um, I'm very much a person that votes on policy. Uh, while Biden definitely wasn't the candidate that I would have preferred for the Democratic nominee. Who was Andrew Yang? Uh, I really loved Andrew Yang, and I loved Bernie Sanders. Okay. Those were my, like, two. Um, honestly, I would have preferred Andrew Yang over Bernie Sanders, but I just knew that there was no shot that that was going to happen. So Bernie was the more realistic option, even though he was... Which is crazy. Up. Yeah. Honestly, which, yeah, uh, even a- though he was still an underdog, he was more realistic to get the nominee than Andrew Yang was, just being a nobody and have no political background. Okay. On that real quick, do you think that Hillary the first time and now Biden the second time both just stole the election from Bernie? <laughs> Absolutely. I think Hillary Absolutely. deserved it. I feel bad for Bernie, okay? I don't yeah. really agree yeah. with Bernie, but... Um, yeah, I, I do <laughs> think there was some fishy stuff, <laughs> for sure. I do feel like... Um, and too, like, I will admit... Uh, our media does have extreme biases and the media kind of like I understand where Trump's coming from in the sense like, oh, the media's out to get him. The media's out to get him. It was the same thing with Bernie. The media was always out to get yeah, Bernie as I well. I do think Bernie would have beaten Trump. Um, I think so too. But they tried to paint him as this fucking communist. So and if people just hear sound bites and don't actually do their research and look into what Bernie actually supported. Yeah. People, you know, my, easily get fooled. My thing with that is he's not communist, but his, yeah. his ideals like, when you implement these policies into a society, you can be considered socialist or borderline socialism. And there's no society that just sticks to a socialist regime. It yeah. always, 10, 20, 30 years down the line, it always evolves. The egos get involved. So I, that's where I'm a little well, bit... The, yeah, the thing is, Bernie was coming after the establishment on both sides. He was coming after yeah. money. You know, his tax plans were, were super high for the, for the super wealthy. So both sides uh, didn't want to see their power digress. So they had to come after him. And... That's why they started putting people like Mike Bloomberg in last second and spent eight hundred million dollars on a campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it's like mm-hmm. why? It's like okay, he could spend eight hundred million dollars now, make sure that Bernie doesn't get elected, mm-hmm. and take all his votes away rather than pay. I think it was like a fifty percent wealth tax or whatever the case is, and lose billions of dollars. So it's just as a businessman, it's much more logical to do that. And then you come after people like. Pelosi's money and all these different powers so they had to basically end it and that's where you saw a bunch of candidates start endorsing Joe Biden like right after another one after one after one after one do you think sorry to cut you off Angel I want to give Mark a chance to speak on what you said what do you think about I know you're a conservative so you probably do put a lot of emphasis and you were probably super giddy when you saw that this these news came out so what do you think about the emails and the laptop is there any Um, well the Hillary emails um, I'm talking but, about the Joe Hunter Biden emails, but go ahead, comment. Right. Well, yeah. So, first, well, because you mentioned last year it was, or not last year, four years ago it was Hillary. Now we got Biden. Um, 
and Hillary he plays won. to that. Like no. his whole thing is like drain the swamp. Like look at all these corrupt politicians. Look at all these things they do. Um, so it, you know, he does pull that card. It fits, it fits into that narrative, and he demonized her. He did a, such a good job at demonizing her that a lot of people sat out that. That's election. why she lost. Well, you know what well, the thing is, though, included, by the, way. the thing is though, and again, so like my mother is severely liberal, but even she is not a yeah. fan of Hillary Clinton because I was. Yeah, I was. I, 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 really, I voted I didn't for Hillary vote. last. I didn't you know? vote, and if I would have voted, I would have voted for Trump. Matt, really? Because I thought Hillary was evil, but I thought she was goddamn good at her job. She is. She's she's great. That's what I, I vote off pragmatic. That that woman is. She's one of the best politicians. Yeah, of all she's time. a great politician. No one's saying she's not smart. She's just, in my opinion, corrupt as shit. Sure, but she she's extremely done intelligent. That do you think that? Even she, I, I agree like with her. that one hundred percent. But I also think she would have done a great job as president. She would have moved this country. She would have taken action. That's a that's a. I disagree. Fast, really. Yeah. I would I, say out of any Democratic candidate, if you were like last election, I, she was my favorite. If I were to have voted for any of the Democrats, it would have been Bernie. And I don't even agree with any of his policies. I just think Jesus. he was just. I don't know. I like okay, it. so you're voting, you're voting for his integrity. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Just go ahead. Burn, and I see that. You know? I Bur want you to talk. Bernie about isn't here to hurt people. Okay. Bernie doesn't have. He was the only guy up there that didn't have. He's probably a, the only uh, one that doesn't have any corruption. Actually. Yeah. He, he has no. He has, he has no other agenda shit. except Obama? for Obama's his good. views, and I disagree with pretty wow. much everything Bernie says. But as a person, if I had to vote for a Democrat, he would have been the guy. So what do you think about Joe Biden? The hundred, the hundred Biden email or not email? Well, emails and laptop. I don't know if you guys like we didn't pay much attention, but there are several pictures of them, several pictures of him on there just doing questionable, questionable stuff. As and is, then please be specific, sir. Smoking crack, oh. you know, with blowjobs from hookers, you oh. know, all together. You know, I mean, just look, photos that really, I feel bad for the guy that they got out, but this isn't a guy that you should be sending to Ukraine to handle foreign policy deals with them you know i mean it just makes no sense and then with the money situation how trump keeps talking about the three and a half million dollars from russia you know which joe says it's all it's all bullshit mm -hmm. but there's emails showing all these different transactions going down you know with everyone involved and then i forgot the guy's name who just came out but said that he was actually on those emails he was a part of the whole thing confirming that joe biden was the big guy getting 10 percent you know, you well, that's not confirmed. It's unconfirmed. That is not. Occurred. It is. However, all right, well, however, it's, it's confirmed by the by. I forgot it's the guy's not name now. The way that you can't confirm it, the way that that statement was worded, I have money coming for the big guy. The big guy needs his cut too. Like it is presumably Joe Biden, but it's not. No, but there's someone that that's been that was involved in the deal that was on the email. And he said Joe Biden by name said, was the said, guy. He said yes, Joe Biden was the big guy. You know, now do I think I about that? Do I, do I think that could be false? Yeah, it should absolutely. Could I be do false. think that was a play but on Trump's. The laptop, I don't think. See, Joe on the, on the debate said that the laptop was created by Russia. You know, just put there. But Joe's or Hunter's attorney sent an email requesting to get the laptop back, saying, "Hey, uh, you know, this is yeah. all a hoax, but can we have that back? You know, so you don't have it. Why do you need it if it's all bullshit?" Fair. Right? That's a good point, but. It make it and I mean, that's like, I would argue this though. Wouldn't you say that? I think there's truth to it. I mean, there's every politician's dirty. He got exposed, but I also think this is a play from Trump's administration. Well, of course, <laughs> Bernie. Of course, the play. I mean, every every bit of every bit of which any, is crazy because I actually fully believe that he's 100 yeah. percent real. Yeah. Any bit of dirt on any party is a play from either party to discredit the other person. I mean, that that's politics. That's kind of how you play it. It's a yeah. dirty game. Yeah. Um, I agree. That's but, true. But you know, it's yeah. like it's like Trump said, Joe has at least four giant mega mansions in different places. 
He, if he's just on a politician's salary, he can't afford all that stuff. That's true. You know, where's all the money coming from? Well, because the thing about when you're a politician is you, you meet lots of high people in high places, right? So that's kind of then what happens. You end up in business deals with these high-end people in these high-end places. So I think when we, like, talk about enrichment of politicians, um, I mean, like, what do you really expect? Like, people are going to go and... I understand that, but he claims to... You know, not but like, doing so, business with any of So these here's like whole, my whole thing, right? So kind of like what Andrew Yang said, if we want to keep um, people clean and not taking these back-end deals from whoever, all these different special interests, why we should focus then on raising politicians' pay, cutting out them, getting things in the back-end. We should definitely, uh, fi- we should have campaign finance reform 100%. We should overturn Citizens United, um, do all these different things that keep special interests and corporate money out of politicians' pockets because now they're not acting on the best interests of American people. They're acting on the best interests of corporate America, which right. is why we've seen the decline of the middle class, why we've seen more people now falling into working class, um, things like that, which actually Biden has policy that does go on about tac- tackling Citizens United and uh, campaign reform. So it's mm. a big important thing for me why I'm voting for him. Yeah, it's, it's something that we, we spoke on when, when you're yeah. on my show. But um, when, you can, when you do something like that and you can raise the senator's income then you take away uh things that senators do like massive sell-offing uh sell-offs of their stocks right when a pandemic starts yeah right? like, i don't know if yeah. you guys saw no, that I saw a lot yeah. of it was oh, it, it was an all-time yeah. it was and an, they should be held was, accountable it was an all-time for high for selling their in, stocks it was an all-time high in early f- march yeah of yeah, senators because selling they, all their they stocks they sold all their stocks and did all these things while not warning the American people of what was going to happen. It's financial so, maneuvering. Yep, so they literally, <laughs> like to enrich and help themselves, sold off all these stocks knowing that it was going to tank before they even gave the American people a heads up on how serious this pandemic was. And there were several, and several politicians that it's disgusting. sold all of it as yeah, well. Yeah, and it was on both, both sides, sides. Dems and Republicans. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and since their money is managed or their stocks are managed by a third party, then you can't charge them because their hands aren't dirty it's not them it's the people that are their wealth fund managers that are selling it so maybe if they told them what was happening then but their hands are clean because it's not them actually selling it yeah well see and this i'm pretty sure this topic stemmed from conspiracy theories and hunter biden and mm-hmm. all that yeah. stuff and yeah. so trump's whole thing his one of his big campaign slogans uh, <laughs> slogans is uh is drain the swamp right uh as we've said all of us have said several times this happened and this happened on both sides yeah. Both sides fucked up. And so yeah. theory is that why I think that so many politicians are so against Trump is because I think Trump was going in there and saying, yeah, I'm going to get rid of all the corruption between the politicians, Republican and Democrat. He has to run on a Republican base because financially he's way more Republican, but historically he's been way more Democrat. Um, and so I think why they hate him on both sides, why it's such a fight to get him out is because I think there's so much corruption inside, you know, the government inside Washington mm-hmm. that I think they're scared it's all going to come out and Trump is the guy to go in there and do it. But, and, but, and so the thing with Trump is he's not he's not the president that's there for everyone to like him. He's a president that's there to get shit done to bring back, in my opinion, to bring back America to the former you know beauty that it was. 
Mm -hmm. But when, when he refers to drain the swamp, he's talking about removing career politicians from this political swamp, right? But then, right. But then he's putting his own swamp people in there, and he's putting oil lobbyists in charge of the mm -hmm. Environmental Protection Service Agency. Like, that makes sense. Betsy complete, DeVos in may, charge may, of education. What do you mean? He's focusing on his, that's his policy. He's focusing. He that's what he's focusing. The it's not right. Environmental like, Protection. No, Agency I agree. It's awful. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not justifying. <laughs> I'm just saying that like, you're yeah. saying. Like, so I'm saying no. Like, so I'm saying he, he he's he's basically building his own swamp with uh with corporate mm -hmm. lobbyists and leadership of billionaires. Yeah, mm. of different like afflicting points within whatever they're they're but sitting and guarding. My one thing uh, to defend him here, and my only way I will defend him here is because I think he's doing this because he genuinely believes that putting this much emphasis on the oil industry will drive our global state our economic global standing forward. Now, while that may be true or not. Yeah, so he has to he has to play to his constituents. Yes, exactly. Well, but but that, I'm just saying, it's just, it's a conflicting interest when you're yeah. putting somebody in charge of something that they've been bashing pretty much their entire career. Okay, and I want to transition, if you don't mind. This is to end it off, because we've been going on for a bit. I want to hit the main topic. I'm going to speak in more bland, generic terms. I'm going to start with you, Angel. A lot of problems regarding Trump go beyond economic, political uh, situations. It goes to a societal, a, a cultural level. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's a lot of allegations to Trump being racist? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of allegations, a lot of things about him, him being a pervert, a rapist. Um, right. He's probably a pervert, but I'm saying, right. do you believe him in office is bad so for the culture? Know. Do you believe him in office is bad I for the culture? Do you think um, he's a bad person, bad for the like the culture? Yeah. Minorities. Yeah. Um right. I do. And speak on systematic racism and how everything I, I do. How we so so I, I think it's it's funny to me how the right is playing this whole like look at what Biden's America is gonna be like as it's happening in Trump's America. Like he's saying, like, look at what Bi what life is gonna be like with Biden in charge. This is what's going on with you in charge. This is what's happening in your America. Um, so yeah, to me, I don't think he handled, I don't think he handled anything dealing with Black Lives Matters movement at all in the right way. Um, you could have literally just de-escalated the situation by being like, you know what? There's racism built into our history of our country and it's not okay. And we just need to work on fixing it. That's literally all he had to do to de-escalate it. And he just couldn't take accountability or responsibility for that moment. And instead, he divided us and ensued more hatred between the sides than there already was. So what do you think about the BLM movement? Um, in regards to, like, do I believe in systemic racism? I No, their message, obviously they're... Because uh, to counter what you said, obviously what, what they're standing for is correct, right? It's noble, it's moral. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. what do you think about the, do you think, believe that it's a true movement? Do you believe they actually mean what they're advocating for? Or do you think it's controlled by some higher powers that have a hidden incentive? Oh, see, like, that's hard when we get into, like, is yeah. it is it a conspiracy? Yeah, that's conspiracy. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, wondering. like, is it, because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, do we do we ever really know? Like, exactly. us, us people at the bottom, like, do we ever truly know if there's some dark, negative person in power controlling this, trying to ensue this hatred and divisiveness? I really can't, I can't speak on that. I don't, okay. I don't know. So I can't speak on what I not certain about what i can speak on is that there is still systemic racism in this country and i think if you like i said you wanted to de-escalate that situation there was a certain way of going about it and it's not how we handled the situation like you don't 
<laughs> you don't tear gas peaceful protesters so you can hold up a Bible in front of a church for a photo op. Like that's, you don't hide in your bunker. Like he just, he wasn't the person for the moment and how he handled it. I agree. Like you just needed to deescalate the situation. You just, and also even with like coronavirus, right? Like everything with him is divisive. The do nothing Democrats, the blue states, the what, you're the president of the United States. You're not the I president of the Republican party. You are the president of all of us. And it's sad to me that in a moment like this with Corona and the pandemic, that was a time for us to all finally be brought together. That was a time for us all finally to come together and work on something and maybe get over some of our divisiveness in this country. And instead it became another fucking political game that like push us even farther apart I agree from with one you another. Here. I think that's his main downfall. His flaw is he's an egotistical narcissist. Like he's a narcissist. So I feel like he, he's not good at. Which, by the way, I might I might be one too. So I'm not going to completely shit on him. But I agree with what I you're saying. So. As a narcissist no, no, I, would say. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. I'm being very humble right now. You might have like narcissistic tendencies, Thank but you. I doubt you're like a actually diagnosable narcissist. We got this on camera. We got this on camera. Let's go. No. I but feel I, like you have empathy. So they, that's I do. The main, that's I do. the main difference. I do. Narcissists and don't have. That's empathy. why I keep. T- I'm not a narcissist. <laughs> but maybe what a I was little tra- ego. Yes. Egotistical. Exactly. Yeah. What I was trying to say is, um, I agree with you. I think that's his main flaw. I'm gonna let you comment on this really quickly because I know you've been itching. But I do agree with you. I think even with he dropped a missile. While I agree with this. He dropped a missile on an Iranian general who was a very bad person. But the reason he did it was because the dude added him on Twitter like seven months prior when Trump said something. Uh, he replied with a, a meme of the Ice King from Game of Thrones, like saying Iran's the Ice King, like they're coming. And Trump got pissed about that. Um, so I do think that Trump's emotionally he handle he doesn't handle things. Had to be. No, no, of course, of course. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it was in terms of how what my main point is. I agree with Angel in the sense of he he's definitely a little bit rash and he doesn't he's not a diplomat. That's where I think he could be better. What do you think about what Angel said though? Do you think he's racist? Do you think he's good or bad for the culture? Yeah, no. So I, I don't think he's racist. Uh, I do agree that the Bible picture that that scenario was handled completely incorrectly. Yeah. Um. I mean, it doesn't take, you know, a genius to realize that wasn't done, right? Yeah, but, yeah. But it's <laughs> it, tactless. Um, I, don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's Donald Trump dividing us all. I think it's all, again, the mainstream media dividing us all. I think it's I think it's a two the two party system. I think it's both. Us all. I you know, his, I mean, his his rhetoric is always attacking the blue side though. Yeah, it's always he, his tweets. Right, don't we also got to keep in mind. Look at what the blue side is doing to him. I'm looking at Nancy Pelosi. She's. A, is it retaliatory though, or is it, you know, is 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 our that, side coming as hard? Or without a doubt, your side's coming. But your even side, so, your Nancy, coming harder. Since since Trump's been in office, Nancy, since he's been in office, the Democrats have done everything in their power. To go against everything Trump wants to do. That's no what. Matter, that's what. You, that's what the Republican Party no did when Obama was in office. It was, yeah. this, it was the same thing. It's no different. It's always it, divided in that along sense. Party it is a little lines. bit true because Obama was slandered for being an African American. I know a lot of Republicans definitely, definitely were. You know, there was a lot of gridlock when Obama was right, in but, office. Right, but 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 I don't think Trump's right. a racist at all. I mean, look, look. I agree with you. Look back historically. I mean, there's been. Oh, I forgot when I when I saw. Lil Wayne and Kanye West. I also get like a ten minute video of all these different. Things with Trump involved in the black community, like since like the '80s, you know, all just like going forward. He's never been. He, what about as, the Central Park Five? Those are probably put there he, too. He never, he never, he never. Until he was president, nobody ever hated him. Said he was racist. Well, that's actually not true. For a while, he was really disliked in New York City for a minute until he kind of rebranded himself. And that's because well, he, he was just liked in New York City New York. because because he was buying right. up, he was yeah. buying I know he did. <laughs> old apartment complexes. Yeah, that's how he fucked a lot of people over. Yeah, so you know that's. Another big topic is gentrification. That you know, obviously they hated him. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people hated him. Some people didn't hate him. But that was just New York City on a large scale. 
uh, I don't think he was ever called racist until until now. Uh, people said he was racist because his uh, policies on immigration and building a wall and, you know, they say he's racist, he hates Mexicans. Well, mm-hmm. like in the debate, when he was asking Joe who built the cages, well, who built the cages? It was Obama and Joe who built them. But, but he no still one, continued it. But no one said that they were racist for putting, for putting illegal immigrants in cages, you know? Um, they, well, Obama was The mainstream media blows everything up all out of proportion. I agree. You know, uh, there was one. There was one reporter. There was fires burning behind him, <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, I mean, aside from some of the fires and everything, just, <laughs> you have mostly peaceful protests." It's like, that's great. Mostly peaceful. Fantastic. You know. I mean, what the, the what's that? The Black Lives Matter movement. There's no. I, I haven't tweeted about. It. I support the Black Lives Matter movement. I, you know, of course there there yeah. is systematic racism in our country. It's always been here, and it yeah. will still be and, here for a and, while. And now is the and time. And now's like, the time to voice it and get rid of it, you know. But the running around, burning shit, breaking shit, stealing shit. And there's also you know, proof that going up to going up to cops, saying every cop's a racist, you know, people shooting a cop face. in the head randomly. Yeah, there's been so bad. many cop shootings. It's crazy. You can see just as many civilians. You can see just as many civilians yeah. getting unnecessarily from brute force yeah, hurt yeah, by you, police you officers. It's so it's it's both sides, right? It just depends on what media well, outlet you're watching. That's the dangerous wa- part is how we're going you're watching. Yeah. But it's all mainstream media. That's what's dividing. That's us. the bullshit you know, honestly. Lab- they need to label Trump something. So like it's like Trump labels everybody, you know, Sleepy Joe, Pocahontas, whatever mm-hmm. whoever whoever he wants to name, but mm-hmm. essentially they're naming him Racist Donald, you know? Without putting that title on him. I don't think he's racist, but I, I also... I don't think he's racist at all. I'm saying they paint that picture. So, yeah, he's more vocal and has more, you know, funny names for people. But essentially, they're painting the picture of Donald Trump as this insanely racist man who fucking who just hates. Do you, do you think his rhetoric is an appropriate way to to talk as a president of the United States? Every single Republican will tell you that he needs to watch what he tweets and says. You know, right. I actually but, don't condemn him for that, though. But... At the same time, I love, I personally love his tweets, and I love his outspokenness because for the first time, yeah, we have somebody too. that's not talking like a politician just trying to well, he appeal is, to his oil, you know, conti- you know uh, constituents and appeal to his Democratic followers, you know. I will Donald say this. Trump is, is very blatant to the point, and yeah, he does change his he's mind He's strategically on blatant, he though. He does tra- change so his mind So he does act shit, like a politician. But, but when he does change his mind, he's very, very point blank, and this is my stance, and yeah. that's that. You know, and yes... And to some people, to most people, it's like, holy shit, we're not used to this. We're used to a, a nice, refined, you know, yeah, a poli- president. Yeah, a, a politician that <laughs> Politi- like, plays it nice. Like Obama. I mean, that guy, he gave great, great speeches, you know? Yeah. But he was very, a great, he was a great and, president. And they're very refined and everything. But at the same time, and I, yeah, I was younger, but I, you know, I never really understood what he was trying to get at, you know? Whereas Trump, he put it right there. I agree. I agree. That's my one advantage. I, why I why I gravitate towards him in certain instances. He's very straight up. Yep. But I also think he's straight up with certain things and hides certain things as well. I was going to ask you, Jake, uh, and then I'll let you guys go at it straight up. Do you think that they should defund the police? What do you think of that notion? I think there should be some sort of reappropriation wow. as a punishment because of what do you mean the wrongdoings that's been happening of Bro- them because like accountability yeah they have how, to, they, how would you guys everyone everyone else gets every other industry gets punished for something whether there's more tax levies tariffs anything of that nature punishments 
Um, you know, and they put this on countries as well. I think the punish should be the police should be punished as well. And maybe they reappropriate that back into more training or into some sort of social funds or some sort of educational, as we talked about, like uh, yeah. college, and maybe give them an, a semester of. Uh, education or something like that, but I think there should be some sort of punishment because of what's been happening. What do you about you? What about you, Angel? Um, or you know, not even like, I mean, I, I understand, agree with the whole punishment take on it. Um, even more than that, though, it's right now, in my personal opinion, to put it like, to put it put it this way, I think the police. There's too much expected of the police right now. We expect too much of them. Other things could be handled by other people. And you can take some of the weight and pressure off police back, right? So a good example of that, like mental health, okay? So if we invest more into mental health, we can now stop having police officers to deal with these situations that they just aren't equipped to handle. So I can give you like a good example for this, right? So right now, my job, I work for a domestic violence shelter and we team up with police officers. So even the whole, like, I don't think all police officers are bad. I think it's great. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, again, it's the media playing into the like, you know, the rights like defund the police. Oh, that means that they want no more police officers. Yeah, like not true. Or and then on the other side, you know what I mean? It's the two, the two drastic exaggerations. Exactly. The two complete like untruths um, that just trigger people. But so for example, like we, it's called PS 417. So police officers or dispatch will call us once a crime scene has been de-escalated after a domestic violence dispute. Right. And People like us that have psychology degrees will then come in after, you know, the, the abuser's gone and has left and everything. And we actually, while the cops are still there supervising, but they're not actually in this conversation, we go and kind of do like crisis intervention. So we walk in and we let them know like, hey, you know, I, we, I work for Safe Nest. We're a domestic violence shelter. We're here to offer you resources. We listen to like their end and their size of what happened. We let them know the different options that we have for them. And since we have this mental health background, we're more equipped to deal with talking to victims and helping them in this situation than police officers are. So I agree with that. when I say things like, when we say things like, it's not, defund the police is a horrible it's a horrible I don't know who decided that but like it's a horrible marketing strategy but me and Jake even mm. said on his show like reappropriate funds doesn't have that like catchy like yeah you know that marketing I, play too and it's not even yeah. like taking their entire fund away you know right. even a small amount of 5% of their 400 million dollar budget or whatever right. it is that can go a long way to de-escalating situations and, right. and helping out the the officers because, like we said, they're pretty much brought into every wild, outlandish situation yeah. that, that that they're called to. What yeah. Do you mean, Mark? Yeah. So defund the police. I mean, again, it doesn't take a genius to know that, that doesn't that mean doesn't mean they're gonna get rid of police. That would just be yeah. stupid. You know? be outrageous. But yeah. there are yeah. people out there, very radical people, that say, yeah, we don't need police. Let's do community policing. No, let's not do that. That's not going to work. <laughs> uh, yeah. right. As far as punishment for the police, well, just like anybody else in our country, if you murder somebody, you go you go to trial. Yeah, it's like accountability. But a lot of times it's they're like the not George, held the George, accountable. The George, the George, the George, the George Floyd uh, cop, he's getting tried right now. Yeah, after uh, after all these this Black been, Lives Matter yeah. movement and all these like these months, protests four, six, started. Five, six months, like that's well, what I'm saying. Brianna Taylor too. I what mean, about Brianna Taylor? Still doesn't have justice. Yeah, I mean, it's countless so, other ones. Well, yeah. but then, but with the Brianna yeah. Taylor thing, you also got to keep in mind her boyfriend was shooting. Okay, she was asleep in her bed. Right, but she got she got she got caught in crossfire from her yeah, boyfriend so that initiated. It's not it's not like they walk in there and saw a black girl sleeping and said. 
boom. No, 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 no. That's, no. that's what we're saying is like if you could defund the police and bring a different person out there that's not a police officer to go to these situations, so the, these things would well, never happen. If someone else went there and her boyfriend had a gun and was shooting at the person that wasn't a cop and wasn't armed, I agree. that would just be someone getting shot that was going to do a good thing. Well, well here's my thing is I watched the interview her boyfriend gave that literally last week it came out. Um, apparently, first of all, they just barged in the door. They knocked yeah. hard aggressively, and then when the door was opened, they came in very aggressively. And so he returned fire. Or he now we're, that's. I think this was a whole mis misunderstanding, and I hate to say that. I think this whole situation was. I don't think the cops intentionally killed her. I think they shot fire. She was caught in the crossfire. I do think that there there had to be a ricochet or something. I don't because her boyfriend was here, she was asleep here, so I don't think. It doesn't, there's a lot of things don't make sense. I'm not going to blame the cops. I'm not going to blame the justice system. But I kind of agree with Angel and Jake in the sense of our justice system does give cops a little bit of leeway. But I also think that 95% of police are good. And I think that yeah, I agree most too. of what the, I think yeah. that. Or even 98, 99%. 99% you know? agreed. But I also think yeah. that, um, for well, example. Well, anybody though. I mean, I'm going to say something a little bit bold here. And I didn't, shouldn't have said this, but remember the Jacob Blake incident? That's a very interesting incident to me because I, I yeah. analyzed it psych psychologically. Yeah. I broke it down to a minuscule level. I said, so first of all, they were fighting on the other side of the car. Right. That was the original thing. People blame these cops. That was the first thing. Then I do think Jacob Blake was walking to the other side of the car in a very like aggressive, threatening way. I personally thought he was going for a weapon. If he wouldn't have resisted and just laid on the ground where he was originally, he would be alive. But I also thought the cop showed clear lack of training by following him instead of tap the way he was walking i would have ran up right behind him and tackled him to the ground boom instantly the way he was he picked up his pants like he was walking with like a men like with menace i do think the cop fucked up where he like shot him like this like a fucking like he was untrained like he it's shot the gun like this seven back. times I mean, yeah, like it was horrible. he literally got him and like it wasn't even like a, a trained shot it was literally like this like you see gangsters doing a movie like do 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 like sorry I just use that reference but i'm being honest yeah. So I, I, I'm very torn on this because I think a lot of people are now suddenly attacking police officers unjustifiably. It's gotten to that point where even I feel bad. Like, cops shouldn't do. They have families at home, and someone walks up and shoots them in the face, and the body just falls over. Cats. Yeah, That's yeah. fucking awful. Yeah. You know? So my – first of all, we're going to wrap things up here because we're probably way beyond our limit. Um, Angel, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Mark, thank you. Nice costume. And then Jake, <laughs> Jake, it's always a pleasure. You'll probably be on episode 14, 15. Hey, we'll get you in every seven, eight weeks. Back. Yeah, yeah. What episode is this? This is episode eight. <laughs> I know. I knew what episode it was. Come on. Come on. No, but it's okay, thank you, everybody. Too. Follow me on YouTube, T2M Marketing. Instagram, at T2M Marketing. And that's just about it. I think our Twitter is the same thing. Don't do that for again. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is my kiss. show now. Uh, yeah, this is Duke Blue Kiss. <laughs> everybody, goodbye. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Bye. Um, go that was vote. a really good episode. Yeah, go vote if you didn't already. Are you, is anybody voting on the left?